Hey, it's Espo back to tell you about our friends at DraftKings, and basketball season won't be around forever. So get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at $1 million. That's right, $1 million in total prizes. Claim your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use the code TBPN during sign-up. That's code TBPN. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see your team stack up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist mean so much more when you're playing DraftKings Daily Fantasy. It is unbelievable how much more you enjoy a random Kings Clippers game on a Wednesday evening or a Nets Knicks matchup, whatever you're watching. I mean, it could be even worse. It could be like the magic and somebody like the magic and rockets. It makes it more fun to play with DraftKings daily fantasy sports and their fantasy lineup for basketball. So download the DraftKings app now and use the code TBPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. The code TBPN and get you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Tonight's matchup on the solar panel, Espo versus the Solar Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the solar panel. Whether you're watching us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or listening us to where listening to us wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate you, the flaming ballers, more than you know. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Oh, hoy, hoy, you notice that the Silver Fox is not here. So we've got just myself. And I, he's not Carmel Thunder from down under. He's Carmel Thunder right next to me today. And Dave not being here throws off the whole boxes. It's Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you? Well, not too bad, you know. Hey, talking about some, uh, some good stuff today. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, you and I are both kind of on the injured list. I've been sick for the last yeah. three days. You woke up in the middle of the night sick, and and Dave uh, is is handling his mother's 80th birthday. Happy birthday, Mrs. King! Uh, so I, I assume she's Mrs. King. So, but I, <laughs> I don't know. But happy birthday, nonetheless, to Dave's mother. But yeah, hey, look, I, this is you know, and pardon me, I. I don't know that if emotional is the right word, but this is, it's kind of cathartic. Uh, Saul's giving me a look, but yeah, I, I worked for this team for, for five years. I, we've done this podcast in some iteration for four in all of those. I, I never got to talk about a playoff team. I never got to experience a playoff team and, now this is something special. This is something fun. No R in the chat. I am not crying. I'm just thinking about 
all of the uh, all the years and and the struggle that the fans so have beautiful. gone through. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I can't believe it. No, but look, I, you know this is this is something special. Like we can nitpick, we can look at things, we can dissect small things that could become come problems, whatever. You can sit there and do that, but. But this morning and this week, it really hit me that this is something truly special we're watching. They clinched the playoffs uh, on Wednesday night when they beat the Clippers. They they take the best spot in uh, in the West uh, in the in the entire NBA. Friday night beating the the Utah Jazz. There is something special happening here in phoenix and as fans who have suffered through shannon brown and michael beasley and hamed Haddadi and wes johnson and uh, a poo-poo platter of uh, of point guards and a million different hardships over over the last decade i mean hell we've gone through a global pandemic together during this drought for sure uh, you all deserve this. How about, you deserve how about, to enjoy this as fans. I got a little video. You want to? You want? Yes. You want? Hit me know, with a video. Cause screw it. How about this? How about uh, you know, we just let Kevin Ray kind of sum it all up right here. Come out, deliver an early knockout blow. They send the Jazz home with an L. They capture the season series via the sweep. And guess who has moved into the top spots? in the nba courtesy of a 121 100 victory that is your phoenix suns at 45 and 18 they moved to 25 and 9. i mean just just awesome just awesome and completely unexpected i mean i joke there's one person that i saw uh a, a guy named justin who hosts fanning the flames that that thought they'd be a one seed and even i thought that was a shtick that he was uh just doing nobody thought <laughs> they'd be be a one seed this is this is truly special this is truly amazing what they've accomplished and it, a lot of the credit goes to monty williams for what he's been able to do with this group, James Jones for putting it together, Jeff Bauer for hiding in the shadows and finding a way to have an impact, even though none of us know if he's real uh, or if they just claimed he's part of the organization for credibility and he's sitting on some island somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, he's I, he's the only individual I've seen less than Lance Blanks, and that's impressive. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't subscribe to that. Um, the, the Bowers. I know a lot of people like to to give credit to Bowers for whatever, but um, uh, you know, it, I kind of you know I I, I kind of took a, a lead off of Adia Barnes when she when she was going to the national championship. Nobody really realizes that her husband is an assistant coach on that team, and you didn't hear that not one time during the entire run. Why is that? Because it's not important. It, it doesn't. It, they're not the ones that ultimately make the final say, right? And so, um, it, it, with the Jeff Bowers thing, I'm like, whatever. I'm not trying to hear it. I, I'm I'm going to give James Jones all the credit. If you want to be the guy in charge, then be the guy in charge. But we've seen when that happened before, and Jeff Bowers didn't get it done. So I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, I just you know I'm 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 trying to give credit to the to the entire group. But you're right. 
uh, you know, James Jones sits in that chair. He he put together the roster. He has the final call. So congratulations to him for what he's done. And uh, you know, I people need to talk about that. Yeah, like people I, well, need to talk about that. You know, I, I, I mean, don't, I don't think any of them are getting enough credit. Well, well I mean, but like the amount of shit <laughs> that Robert Sarver has gotten over the last decade. And and some of it deservedly so for bad uh, decisions, which I think he would fully admit. Like, yeah, I, I I swung and missed on that, and I thought I knew this, and I thought I knew that, and it was not exactly the way it needed to go. But there, there's it takes a special person to realize that you don't have that skill set or that vision to be able to kind of recalibrate, however stubborn it might appear. And get the right people in here to do the right job. And in less than two years, they have completely turned it around. Once they got rid of Igor and Ryan McDonough, it, it was it was everything has been on a on an upward trajectory since. Look, look, I don't I don't mean this as a negative, but Robert Sarver has always been a pretty good owner when things are going well. Things have gone well. Since Monty Williams and James Jones have taken over, I'm not willing to change my tune until there's some kind of speed bump and he still stays out of the way. But for now, I agree. Give him credit for allowing James Jones to sign the long-term deal uh, for for Monty Williams to get him to choose the Suns over the Lakers. Give him credit for allowing James Jones to acquire Chris Paul and that massive contract that we've all talked about a million times. Uh, you know, so he deserves credit there. I, I agree wholeheartedly uh, about that. So look, there's, there's all sorts of things you can look back and, and, and say, Hey, that's why the last 10 years have been what they are. But right now, uh, put it all in the rear view mirror. Enjoy sure. what we Absolutely. what we're sitting here, and I'm not saying you, Saul. I know no, no, I got you. you are, I got you. So, but but like, freaking enjoy this. This is this is going to be a fun run, regardless of of what happens. And like I, I've said numerous times in the show, we don't know when this will happen again. So we damn well better enjoy it while it is happening. And who knows? It could end uh, in the first round. It could end with an NBA championship. It does not matter. Enjoy the damn ride because. Uh, this is something we haven't seen in a decade, and I can't I, I can't express fully how much the last two nights have actually have actually meant to me. I mean, the last time they made the playoffs, I was in my late twenties. Uh, was uh, what hadn't even worked for the team yet. Didn't have a wife, or just had gotten a wife. Didn't have a daughter. Like life changes so much in a decade that you're sitting sitting there and uh and so much has changed since uh since the last time they made the playoffs and and we should very much enjoy whatever whatever is coming up on this road uh i have a couple thoughts first of all uh seabuck star no igor was a terrible effing coach he was awful trash i don't care what anybody says he was awful uh I love game, that man he game management uh, personnel wise substitution patterns. I just not a fan at all. Now, with that being said, we're going to let that go in the past because, um, <laughs> you know, because it's not important. And yes, I was actually, was on, I was on my second marriage back when the sons were making their run. So, uh, yeah, it's good times. Um, but the most important thing is, is that this team has figured out a way to get it done. And it is, 
It is pretty cool last night to watch some of the pieces. You know, Mik- Mikhail Bridges is probably the piece that that I, um, I I'm not going to get emotional about it, but um, that I look at and I'm like, wow, like look at where we're at. You know what I mean? Like when when Mikhail Bridges is catching alley oops. Um, and, and I mean, like that thing was almost out of reach and his yeah. go-go gadget arms just pulled it in and, and threw it down. And then the very next time down the court, he does a beautiful step back three. And you're just like, look at this kid. Like, wow, this, is, and, and he's kind of a microcosm of where this team was versus where they are now. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about a, a borderline, um, all defensive team player, we're talking about a borderline, possibly even all-star if he keeps developing the way he is, you know what I mean? And so, and we're going to get to that down here in a little bit, but I mean, it's just been fun to watch this team. I'm so excited for them. Guys like DA who have been getting bagged on left and right for the last two years, um, you know, and some of it deservedly so. Uh, he's just, he, he's finally finding himself. Chris Paul has a huge hand to deal, deal with that. Devin Booker is 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 a leader. He's a leader. And I don't think we really saw that before because we did, you know, they were on a losing team and you're like, okay, well the best player on a losing team is that like even really that great? And he's starting to prove that like he's got more to him than just that. Last night, he had some buckets that were just like, wow. Uh one specifically against Rudy Gobert that went viral last night. Uh beautiful step back and he just crossed them all up. Uh it, it, so I just I just think it was it was it's it's a beautiful culmination of a lot of different things, and for Suns fans specifically, because let's be real, like I, you know, people like to make fun of people who say we when you're talking about your team, like oh, you know, when you're talking about other like fans in the room, you're like, well, we are are number one in the West. You should say we, and the reason why is because the fans are the ones that are in and it, it, are are stick with their team. No matter what, no matter who comes in and who comes out, through the thick, through the thin, the entire gamut. And that's why it's your team. It's absolutely your team. And if you want to say we, you say we, because you're just as much a part of the organization as anybody else. And when Devin Booker says it felt like there was 10, 10 to 15,000 fans in the arena last night when there was only 6,500, it's because he acknowledges that the fans are just a big, as big a part of this as anything else, and 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 we deserve it. We fucking deserve it. You know, <laughs> it's been so long, and it's and and it's not that it's been so long. It's it's more that it's been so long in such a horrible series of ways. Yeah. It's just oh man, you couldn't you couldn't write an uglier book than what the last ten years has been, and for it to all finally. Um, you know, come out the way it, it has been right now. Uh, we're looking at a Suns team that's tied for number one in the West. Well, and they get the tiebreaker because they've swept the Jazz this season, and they're two and a half games up on the Clippers as we speak. The Lakers lost last night, so they dropped back. Uh, the Lakers are in a battle right now for that six, five, and six spot. And if they're not careful, the Mavericks are going to overtake them, and they're going to have to find themselves um, in the six. And uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Look, look, uh, I think. The Swears for Kids uh, fund has gone up, but uh, for a good reason. I 100% agree with you uh, in what you're saying. Look, owners change, coaches change, players change, uniforms change, uh, arenas change. You know what doesn't? This fan base. They've been here 
uh, throughout the thick, throughout the thin. It is well worth uh, worth it when you get to experience a year like this. And uh, cheers to you. And that play that Devin Booker put on Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, it, it may have been a while for for most of you who've seen Bambi, but there's that scene where Bambi tries to stand up for the first time and his legs go everywhere. That's what Rudy Bo- Gobert looked like. Devin Booker put him in a blender, and it was freaking beautiful. And it you was know, beautiful, gorgeous. You know, I, I, to anybody also that that sits here and says, "Well, you know, they were five and two in this really tough stretch, but they didn't play these guys at full strength." You play who's on your schedule, right? And what the Suns have done is they take care of business regardless of who's playing. And I give them major props for that. If you're watching on the stream, uh, there's that Devin Booker. Uh, clip over rudy gobert just and nasty. that is just sick just let's just nasty. let's just admit it. that is just sick that's a watch that on repeat player. a million times couldn't i and that's Ooh. that's one of the best defensive players in the league and devin booker just said yeah i'm gonna stick that in your eye take that all right and uh you know that that is i think that is a microcosm of what this season has been it is proving everybody wrong doing things that people did not think uh, were things you could do and, and basically making Rudy Gobert look like a fool on the defensive end uh, showcases that Devin Booker did that last night. Look, this, this son's team is for real doubt them. Uh, you know, doubt them at your own peril at this point. If you're, if you're national look, uh, you know, anything can happen when the playoffs roll around. I get that, but, but this team has proven itself night in, night out. They don't they don't take nights off. They come out and they they play and they play hard and they try to play up to expectations. The thing that 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 showed that to me the most Friday night was the bench unit. They came in and in particular in that late in that third and that fourth, they weren't shooting well, right? And that's when a 20-point lead can become an 8-point lead real quick, right? But what they did was they out-hustled the Jazz to get second-chance points. Lots of tipped rebounds, lots of fighting for for that second and third opportunity. And and that kind of grit, that fight, is what I love to see from that unit. Because they won't play huge minutes in the playoffs, but they can play impactful minutes. And if they do those little things like they did to ensure that that lead didn't shrink against Utah, this team will be in a very, very good position in the playoffs because those are the kind of minutes that they're going to need in the few minutes that you are giving your starters rest and strategically uh, matching up uh, against your opponent when they're bringing in their bench. If you can win those minutes, it makes it a lot easier on your starting unit, and that's what this bench group has done all year for the Suns, and and in particular Friday against the Jazz. Absolutely. It, it's been fun. Like I said, uh, we can go on and on about it because it's just been fantastic. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to what's gonna be here in the future. And to all those people that do say that, and, and, and to be honest, I was a little cautious about that as well, about the fact that they every it just seemed like for a while there, every time they were playing a, a key team, that key team was sitting out a player or had an injury and you're just like, Oh, you know, I want to see this team at full strength, but uh, they, they beat the jazz two out of three times this year with Donovan Mitchell and, um, and Mike Conley. So that's irrelevant. Uh, they beat the bucks at full strength. 
Uh, they couldn't get it done against the Nets, but the Nets are on another level, and that's the team that I would be the most worried about uh, if they got to the finals. Um, and then, obviously, the the Clippers, um, when they have had everybody in the fold, um, they competed the first time after being down by 32, came back. Second time, they kind of fell apart in the fourth fourth quarter on because of the strength of a back to back. They were kind of you know their legs were kind of gone in that fourth quarter, um, and then last time they they beat the brakes off of them. Okay, cool. You still got you still got to worry about the Lakers, mm-hmm. but outside of that, they are they are legitimately the best team in the West, like legitimately because they have played the best with the cards that they've been dealt, and they just had one of the toughest stretches in the NBA. Um, this last seven game stretch was the third toughest in the NBA this season. And they went five and two and they were competitive in, in the other games. Like, ex- well, except for Boston, Boston was kind of like, man, that was kind of trash all the way through. But um, against Brooklyn, they were competitive, fell apart a little bit there, but you know, Hey, again, I'm not making excuses for any damn body, you know, when LeBron and them take days off, Chris Paul, remember when Chris Paul got traded here, everybody was talking about, man, if we could just get 75% of the season with Chris Paul, that's a win. And people thought that we were going to schedule games off for him. And he is not wanting to come out. Not once, not missed one single game because he wanted to sit out. He didn't need any damn load management. He's a superstar. He's a professional and I, dude, I, I have, I didn't really appreciate Chris Paul the way I think we all should have until he got here and showed us this season what he's really all about. And Jesus, I mean, he's top three point guards in my in my lifetime right now for me because of the way he's carried himself, the way he has taught this team how to grow and to build alongside Monty Williams. I think they both should get equal credit in this because Monty was doing this and developing this 17-win team into a 34-win team, heading into a bubble and going 8-0. Like, we can't forget about that part. He's always talked about his uh, or spoken about his program. It's always a program. It's about the culture. It's about the program. And it's hard. It's hard, Espo. Espo, you know, you know me personally. Um, some of the things that 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 you know, you and I have had to deal with uh, in our personal lives. And sometimes, if you don't surround yourself with a good culture, it can be toxic. It can be toxic. And Monty Williams had to come in here and not only revamp this, or you know, kind of develop this roster and revamp it to a degree alongside James Jones, but he had to change the culture. And the coach and the GM have to work hand in hand in doing that. And mm-hmm. I think they have done that better than anybody else. And CP3 coming into the fold. Now you have it at three different levels. You have it at the executive level. You have it at the, the coaching level. And now you have it on the court. And I think when you have those three things working in perfect harmony together, you're going to have massive success like the Warriors, like the Spurs. They all work in perfect harmony. And that's how it needs to be. Yeah, agreed. It, it has very much been that. Uh we all know where I stood at on CP3 back in in September, and I was damn wrong. That price tag, I would pay fifty five million a year for what Chris Paul has brought to this team. That's how uh, that's how amazing he's been for this team and the impact. And I think he's one of those guys that when he's not on your team, you, you just can't stand him because he gets under under your skin. You know, it's easy to go, oh, look what he's done in the playoffs. <laughs> But when you see the impact firsthand, 
when you see the change that he brings, when you see how, how he can help lift a group from, from starting to emerge to being at the top of the NBA, you can't help but fall in love with this guy and his work ethic. And uh, so I give, I give major props to him. Uh, before we move on to the next topic, we've got an old new sponsor back on the show. Hey, it's vacation time coming up. And if you're looking for one of the most hidden hot spots to vacation in, Kaminsky Cove Jesus is Christ. here for you. I was so like, if you we want do? to invest in that? Yeah, yeah like, I know. Monster, I didn't know this. You didn't see this? that coming. <laughs> Look, Frank, just quick shout out to Frank Kaminsky. This dude, he he's put on mothballs for a while. He gets sick, whatever. When he's asked to come in, he has an impact. And uh, you know, you can say what you will. He's he's still not, uh, you know, the world's best backup center. There's a reason he's a third string. But when he comes in. He's helping this team. So shout out to Kaminsky Cove and those who are still uh, holding property there with me. So, so here's here's a quick question for you as we move away from Kaminsky Cove and talk to more serious <laughs> matters. Um, okay, the CP3 MVP talk. Yes. I thought at the beginning when this all kind of, you know, was, was kind of thrown out there, I was like, yeah, but he's not, you know, he's not on that level. Dude, I mean – I have definitely changed my tune now. I think if they voted tomorrow, how could you not give it to CP3? I think what's going to happen is Devin Booker will get a little bit of the shine. CP3 will get a lot of the shine. It'll be enough to to kind of split that vote. But to me, when you look at the impact, I mean, how do you ignore the fact that this team went from out of the playoffs to with nine games left, they're the best team in the M- NBA? Like, if you're looking for an MVP, there's nobody better than Chris Paul if, if you want to quantify that impact. I mean, if you're trying to, uh, yes, a lot of guys have improved this year. There's a lot of factors as to as to why. I think some of it's addition by subtraction as well because this offense flows better now uh, without certain guys but how do you not look at CP3 and think this is an MVP caliber guy I've seen lists that still have Luca ahead of him and I don't oh, get that I do not understand that some have LeBron ahead of him and how the hell does a guy that's missed as much yeah. time as LeBron still qualify as a better player in an MVP race than CP3 all the net- want you know, all, if you want to are eliminated. Yeah, I mean, if you want to tell me a guy like Giannis, you know, I, I get or you know, Jokic, I get Jokic, all right. I understand, even with the injuries, he's keeping his team uh, afloat. I get that. But if you don't want to put CP3 at least in the discussion up there in that in that next tier or with Jokic, you're kidding yourself with what he's done. He has been unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it does not surprise me that he's not getting uh, as much love. And on NBA.com's MVP ladder, he did jump up from nine to, I think, I think four. So some places are starting to get it, but. If you do not want to give him the respect, I don't. I do not understand what's your holdup. There is yeah. no team that's made a bigger leap. There's no team that's seen a bigger change on and off the floor as the Suns team has. Uh, if it, I guess it depends on your definition of valuable, 
how you look at it and, and what you're trying to say. Are we trying to say the guy who scores the most points and gets the most rebounds or, or you know, fine. That's, never, that's not going to be CP3. But if we're talking guy with the most impact, literally the most valuable to his team and to what his team's doing within the league, it's Chris Paul. They yep. have the best record in the NBA, and he is the guy who's done the most to help solidify that. And I just I think it is a joke that people uh, are are putting certain guys ahead of him. Well, and I some think... of it's ba- you can't even say it's based on reputation because Chris Paul's been one of the best point guards in the league. Are you good now? I'm good. good. You know, you you talk about my voice getting squeaky when uh, when you get all excited. You do you do you got the same thing going on. You you kind of go from like you know everything's all cool to oh my god, let's go. This is wrong. No. Well, why why do you? I I sound like uh, freaking Jerry Lewis apparently when I uh, he's just all whiny. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I can't believe it. Um, no, it, it, uh, I think, again, I think people confuse the MVP award for the best player. It's not necessarily the best player. It's the most valuable player. And the most valuable player is subjective to a lot of different people. I think the most valuable player means who, if you took off this one person, would have the most impact in terms of that team's win-loss percentage. And I think uh, when you're talking about guys like the Joker, uh, they've already lost Jamal Murray. And they've they haven't really dropped back too much. They've kind of maintained their pace. Uh, if you lost Joker, I don't know how much how much they would drop off. Uh, he's valuable to that team for sure. Uh, you talk about guys like Giannis, same thing. Uh, but when you go to like New Jersey, those three guys, no, they're all interchangeable. They still could continue to win whoever's out because all three of them take different days off um, because that's just what they do. Uh, LeBron's not even in the conversation because he's been hurt, just like the Nets have. All three Nets have, have missed significant time for whatever reason, so they're all they all should be eliminated. Um, and then you go to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, same thing. If you take Joel Embiid off of the 76ers, they are not a very good basketball team whatsoever. So I think that's that's what you're talking about. When you take CP3 off of this team, would they make the playoffs? It, they would be fringe, right? They would be somewhere maybe 6-10, to 10, hopefully. Yeah, but 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 we've seen without him, and we've seen that they have not made the playoffs without him. And with him in the fold, they are the number one seed in the West, which is something you never would have said before. You would have never guessed. Nobody guessed it. I think Chris Paul is the MVP. The only other one besides that, maybe at the guard position, that you could even put, throw in there, just because they're having an insane year, is Steph Curry, because that Warriors team is straight up garbage. And if Steph Curry wasn't pulling rabbits out of his hat every other game, they would be the worst team in the NBA for sure. They got Kelly Oubre, who's gone into freaking he's he might as well go play at Alcatraz because that dude doesn't know where the hell the ocean is, doesn't know where the hell the rim is, can't throw it to save his life in there. So he's gone. Uh, James Weissman has been a bust. Like, it's just that's a bad team without Steph Curry. So CP3. CP3, in my estimation, because of the other intangibles, not just on the court with his 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 uh, you know his stats, but how he has influenced this team, how he has changed the mindset of this team. And when Monty Williams says everything you want is just on the other side of hard, Chris Paul 
is the living embodiment of that statement. He busts his ass to make sure that he's one of the best players in the NBA. And at an old age right now, 34, he still looks like he's 25, the way he gets around the court, the way he's moving around, shooting. And I just, it's been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal. So I think CP3 is actually the MVP, and that's a far jump from where I was maybe a month ago. Seabuck in the chat says Ubre is a missed basket case. Yep. Uh, I like that. <laughs> but look, I, I struggle with Steph because they're bad with him. Like, let's not act like there's some major contender. I'm probably going to regret this because if we face him in the first round, this may be something that gets played again. But they haven't been really good, even with Steph pulling his heroics, right? Uh, it does speak to, I mean, they'd be, again, the worst team in the NBA without him. I, I understand the argument. The only guy I think that could legitimately, you could convince me and I'd be okay with it is Jokic. Yeah, I really think the he's one. the only guy that's the only one that, yep. that I could go. Okay, I'm fine with that. I get that, and and I'd be you you. I wouldn't I wouldn't argue, but anybody else that ranks ahead of him, I'm probably gonna blow a gasket. And I'm not one that usually cares about about awards, but what they've done, he deserves acknowledgement for what he's been able to accomplish here. He's been that damn good, and he deserves it. Uh, shifting gears here, Saul. Real, real quick, real quick. Yes. If I told you last year <laughs> that we were going to trade Ricky Rubio and CP er, and uh, Kelly Oubre away, and we were going to get Chris Paul, and somehow, some way, one of those three players was not going to be, it was was going to be hands down the best one of those three, would you have even said like, oh yeah, well CP three is clear and above that? I don't know. Yes. I think we I think we felt like he was he was a he was an improvement, but not this much of an improvement. Well, and I think a lot of people were very high on Kelly Oubre, and and people just loved them. <laughs> and a lot of people were sentimental about Ricky Rubio for whatever reason. I don't get that one either. But, um, but dude. I get Rubio because it's it's like Stockholm syndrome. We were without an actual point guard for so long that one that resembled one, uh, one uh, you know, no, <laughs> James like, James yes, Jones, please. the James Jones fleeced the NBA to get CP3 here. He Holy did. crap! Yeah, Those two no. assets are nothing. They're worth nothing right now. Nothing. But that, speak, that speaks to why Monty Williams is such a damn good coach because last yep. year they both looked like something special. Yeah. So, yep. you know, well, and let's be honest, you know, OKC wasn't exactly looking to gain a windfall. They were just trying to find anybody willing to take CP3 in his contract. Like, that's how crazy this is, right? Like that's how crazy this is. So Trevor Cox in the chance in the chat. I was ready to marry Kelly Oubre. <laughs> yeah, that would have been one of those coyote ugly situations where you rolled over a year later and ready to chew off your own arm to get away without yeah, waking them up. So, you know, Kelly Oubre definitely is the version of uh, you know, you hooking up with a girl at the at the club, and then the next morning you're like, Oh, what in the hell did I just do? <laughs> yeah. I saw he has like a CarMax ad now too, which yeah, I think yeah. I, I think is appropriately it because you know he is like buying a used car right now. You never <laughs> you, you don't quite know what you're gonna get. You're like it looks nice mm. on the outside, but holy crap, what happened in here? Yeah. You know? Like, oh. yeah, it's not good. It's been oh. through six accidents, and I forgot to look that up. <laughs> R.I.P. Valley Boys. 
<laughs> oh, we can joke now because we're yeah. we're <laughs> we're watching. He's a good, the, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Good dude. Like, I, I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't be dragging him the way I am, but um, yeah, I mean, but you got the form on the court. Yeah. That's half the fun. So, uh, looking at ahead to the playoffs, right? Uh, we kind of touched on this last week, but now uh, after this week, uh, I, I want to hear who you really want to face in that first round of the playoffs. If you got the ultimate matchup for the Suns team, who are you taking in the first round? Oh, man. Well, if I had my perfect scenario, I would take the Mavs in the first round. But I don't okay. think that's going to happen because that would that would require the Mavs to start losing and dropping down out of that sixth spot. Um, that would mean the Trailblazers might move up and so on and so forth. I don't want to see Dame. I don't want to see Dame in the first round. And I don't want to see the Spurs in the first round. So I think by process of elimination, uh, by those four teams in the seven to ten spot with the with the Warriors, the Spurs, the Trailblazers, I'm forgetting a team. Uh, Memphis. And Memphis. Um, I think I'd rather play the Warriors. And I'll live with, you know, Steph dropping 95 in a game and then winning one or two games. But um, the Suns would, would be too much for them in the long run. Um, you know, so. uh, Steph still worries me, and and Steve Kerr like that concerns me. I, I you know I don't want anything to do with Greg Popovich. That will yeah. that will perpetually scare me. He could be running out five fifth graders and and, and an NBA G League guy, and I'd still be concerned that he'd find a way to win. So I want nothing to do with the Spurs. Portland, whenever you have McCollum and Dame, I don't care how they're playing. Uh, throughout the throughout the regular season, there's a chance it clicks in the playoffs, and and you can't quite handle it. So you know, I'm looking at Memphis is is the team I want to I want to face. Do they have talent? Sure, they have talent. Is Draw Morant a, a very good player, borderline great player? Yes, but they're inexperienced. They're super young. Uh, I just feel like that's a team that you can. Uh, you can sharpen your playoff uh, acumen with in that round one. Maybe you give up a, a game, but I, I think I think you can take care of Memphis pretty pretty handily and move on to that second round. I think Memphis is a team I want to face. The unknown in the chat says, "I don't know he needs, who needs to hear this, but Steph is overrated." And uh, uh, I will not have any Steph Curry slander on this show. <laughs> I will tell you that much right down now. Hashtag, Look, he was hashtag he was almost like. Team light skin. <laughs> <laughs> he was almost a son, so no slander here either. I, you well, know, if well, you can't appreciate Steph, you obviously have not watched enough also, Steph. Also, Jaron Jackson is overrated. I am so sick of that freaking that comparison to DA and how people try to justify that as DA being a bust. I'm like, get out of here with that Jaron Jackson mess. He's not that good. He's just not that good. But I'm not by the way, fan. Buck. Buck Dog game. is insane in the chat. He says, I'll take a broken Lakers in the first round. An early mercy kill. I really hope you're kidding, Buck Dog, because that sounds like my worst nightmare. Is after all this, your your reward is facing uh <laughs> LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers in the first round. I would like to avoid that with everything in my uh, in my being ever. All right. So so yeah, I just I look at it and Memphis seems like the team that Unless uh, New Orleans somehow closes that three-game gap that they have uh, to get in, uh, and and even then, I'd rather face Memphis over a, a Pelicans team with Zion. I think Memphis is the is the team 
that that you can wind up feeling more, a little bit better about. More importantly, and I think that that's that's apt to say. More importantly, what first round matchup do you want to see in the playoffs that wouldn't include the Suns? Lakers Clippers. Yep. Because the, off the top, that knocks off one of the teams that you're you're concerned about. You know, that's that's one that takes care of it. Or you know, honestly, uh, Denver Lakers. If they wind up the the you know in that four or five matchup, if that stays there, that's another one. It knocks off one of the teams that's on your list that that makes the the road in the West tougher. So either of those matchups off the top take care of somebody that you're concerned about. Uh, in the second and third round. And I know it's, uh, you know, we shouldn't count our, our, you know, our chickens before they're hatched or whatever saying you want to want to use, but I'm, I'm willing, I feel safe enough to look at least to the second round and any chance you get to take out either the nuggets or clippers without you having to do it. I'll take it. Uh, a nice scenario for the Suns fans would be a, uh... In my estimation, Grizzlies versus uh, Jazz as well. Um, I just think that that matchup, uh, the Grizzlies and Jazz match up very evenly with each other, much like the Suns and the Jazz do. That's why all three of those teams are a little bit like, ugh, I don't know if I want to play Memphis. Memphis matches up pretty nicely with with the Suns, and they've given the Suns fits over the last couple of years, you know, and so especially since John Morant's entered the fold. So, Look, I'm not – and maybe I'm not I'm not scared of the jazz. I mean, maybe maybe I'm too comfortable after after the regular season. Maybe they do something different in the playoffs, but that's not one of the teams I'm circling that I go. I'm highly concerned about about facing them in a seven game series. It, it's the Lakers, it's the Clippers, it's the Nuggets. Those are the those are the big boys that that concern me on there. So if if they can if they can fight it out with each other, uh, for as long as as possible, and and keep them away from, uh, from you, or at least make that path easier. I'm perfectly fine, fine with that. So, uh, <laughs> I want to, Eduardo. I want to see the Morris twins punch each other in the first round. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> I would not mind that either. So, so uh, you know, look. I think that is. Uh, we're gonna have plenty of time to dissect and discuss first round matchups over the next couple of weeks as we get closer. Uh, but right now that's the way things sit. Uh, Saul, uh, before we move on, do you think the Suns will hold on to that, uh, that first seed or do you think it's, it's the first or second seed, right? Or, or are they likely to fall back into that second seed? Um, who, you know, th that would require me looking at the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can make a an educated guess without looking at it. Look, the uh, Suns are going to win. Uh, you know, like there's nine games it. left. They're going to win at least seven of them. So just roll with that. If we're we're going on percentages, sure, sure, yeah. I mean, you know, they've only lost once back to back since January. Um, you know, so schedule wise, let's see what they got going on. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't even have that up here. Anyway, yeah, um, I, I would, I would say I feel pretty confident that they're going to hold on to that top spot, especially with. Um, the injuries that Utah has, um, I don't see the Clippers catching them. And I mean, they got to play the Lakers one more time, I think, and then that's it. Yeah, they play San Antonio twice to, At the to end, end of the season, year. Yeah. That's difficult, but by then it may be, it may be locked up. I mean, who knows? Plus, they have the tiebreaker on the Jazz, so the Jazz have to finish a game above them to uh, to to beat them. So, look. If, 
I think it's first or second seed now. I think the win over the Clippers pretty much solidified that uh, something pretty horrible would have to happen for them to fall into third. But one through three is is one hell of an area to to be splitting Not, hairs over in the final nine games. Nine games left. They got the Thunder, the Cavs, and the Hawks all on the road. Then they come back and they play the Knicks at home. They go on the road for L.A., and they finish up with Warriors, Trailblazers, Spurs, Spurs. Well, look, I mean, the final four is going to give you a potential preview of that first yeah. round matchup. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. Uh, so, you know, they're going to want to prove something, make a statement to, to each of those teams that, hey, if we're seeing you in a week, uh, you're going to get knocked in the face. So I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to let up. I can't believe the season's almost over in two weeks. Well, it is May already. <laughs> I know, but it feels like, you know, it's been so fun. You know, it went by so fast. Well, and we've all been trapped in in our house or in a general vicinity of our of our houses for a while that uh, that I think that makes it feel like a shorter amount of time. When, when you work from home, you sleep at home, you eat at home, it all just kind of blends together, right? Yeah, so, true, true. Uh, but hey, look, uh, it's it's playoff time, baby. I just, I, I, it's fun to be able to say that and debate about where they're going to be ranked. Let's move to our smooth baller of the week. I should have queued that up a little good. earlier. Good. Yeah. Look at this. First time we haven't had a player's your smooth baller of the week. Brought to you by Manscaped. Got Bush. Not if you have Manscaped, you don't. Uh, so our smooth baller of the week is head coach Monty Williams. The Suns finished five and two during the third most brutal stretch in the NBA schedule this year. They clinched a playoff berth and they took the number one seed in the NBA. If it, it had to be Monty this week. So you know what? If you don't want uh, your downstairs to look like Monty's chin in that photo, get Manscaped. Use the code Flaming Ballers. Uh, for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Once again, flaming ballers, and you can uh, make sure that you don't got that reverse Cam Johnson going on downstairs. You're, you could you could be so good with the ladies that it could be like a, a Devin Booker crossover. They won't know what hit them. They could be so impressed by the end of it, they'll be uh, cheering like the Suns bench after they cro- after Book crossed up Rudy Gobert there. So, uh, so get Manscaped. You could uh, be a superstar in the bedroom, uh, or you know, you could just feel good. Flaming ballers. Have, you just have clean balls. I mean. <laughs> hey, that makes you a superstar in my books, too. So, you know, and use, use the code flamingballers at manscaped.com. Save 20% and free shipping on us. And uh, I'm opening the uh, I'm opening the prize closet. Again, no euphemism there. You guys can win a, a cool. I feel like you've said that for like two months now, and you haven't said a winner. You haven't said anything. You keep Here. saying it's the next week, and it's the next week. Would you like to next... name a winner? You know what, I, Flaming Ballers, I, would you like to see somebody finally win this freaking thing? Is that like, what we're I asking like, for? I think All right. we, should, uh, we should announce a winner, uh, you know, like today. <laughs> okay, give me a drum roll. I got a bunch of them hey. right here. Our winner, and I'm going to send him, I believe I will send him an autographed Anthony Hardaway Fast Break magazine. Ooh. And I think I have an Amari Stoudemire autographed uh, pro- game program that I will send. One Justin Rosales, uh, who sent me his Manscaped order. He, oh, he nice. got the performance package. His package is performing ultimately thanks to us in Manscaped. Congratulations, Justin Rosales. Our, you know, 
you can be our co-smoothballer of the week. You win the big prize for this round. And we're going to start up again starting, well, if you buy this week, send me the receipt. If we, uh, uh, and then we'll keep moving forward. We'll do we it again. Some, we we'll got some pretty, winner. we got, they, they got some pretty cool new products coming out too. And it's going to be lit. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna tell you about that next Saturday as well. So yeah, congratulations to Justin Rosales, our big winner. Uh, nice job, Justin. There we go. See, Steve we weren't Holler. lying. Steve Holler <laughs> in the chat says, "Espo is way too worried about everybody else's balls." Let's <laughs> let's be honest. This is a podcast that's always concerned about ball, basketball, or other. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's uh, that's just what we're here for. So, and hello, yes, I do like my package. Thank you. Or <laughs> goes buttscape. Uh, that's your own problem if you gotta if you gotta worry about that. But yes, flaming ballers at manscaped.com, twenty percent off and free shipping, and you might just win something from the show, like Justin Rosales did. Send your proof of purchase please a receipt, no uh, graphic photographs to, uh, <laughs> to mailbag at solarpanelpod.com. That's mailbag at solarpanelpod.com. Or you can, uh, you can either DM myself or the show with the picture. The, the, the chat is way too into, into it. I, I was getting distracted reading some <laughs> of the comments going on in there. Uh, Yes. So, so I apologize for uh, for stuttering on how you can uh, how you can reach us in the chat. Uh, so, one of our last topics of the day, Saul uh, Mikhail Bridges. You brought him up earlier. He's been a huge reason for the turnaround uh, of this team. Very uh, very impressive what he's been able to do throughout the year. But the question now becomes, uh, you know, look. Uh, Yes, hello. Espo is distracted by balls in the chat. Yes, again, I gotta, I gotta turn the chat off no. sometimes while while we're doing this. Every morning, but, Espo has a lot of balls in the air, so we just gotta. Oh, get hey, 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 especially when I'm using Manscaped. Uh, anyways, uh, so Mikhail Bridges. Uh, look, I, I know we got the playoffs. We got a lot of things before the off season, but one of the big questions is going to be: uh, Is Mikhail Kale Bridge, a max player. Well, he's going to be extension eligible, as is uh, DeAndre Ayton. But uh, Mikhail, Mikhail is the is the interesting one with me or to me, right? Is yeah. he is he worth the max deal? I don't want to say he's not worth the max deal, but I don't think he's going to get the max deal because you got to think, you know, if you're getting the max deal, that means somebody else is willing to pay you max you know, or, or as much as they can. Right. And I don't think there's another team that's going to jump up above maybe 20, $22 million a year for, for Mikhail Bridges right now. Now the way he is developing, Holy crap. And we, we might very well cross cross that bridge at some point, but still got another year um, under his contract. Um, and so I'm sure, uh, I'm sure at, at some point they will, they will figure something out and get him, get him paid because he deserves to get paid. And so does DA. DA season this year deserves to get paid because of the defensive presence that he provides. I mean, you can't sit there and tell me that you didn't take a deep breath when DA hurt that shoulder last night again. And you're like, Oh my gosh, if he, if he gets out, if he's if he misses any length of time or whatever, like that, that, that would, that would hurt big time. So, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, I think both of them probably won't get the max, but I think both of them deserve, you know, twenty plus mil a year. I think that's probably what the range they're they're looking at. Somewhere between eighteen to twenty two is probably what I would guess. I think we've always known that both aren't going to get the max. You just can't do that with with Devin Booker already having the max. Uh, you might tough. have to with DA though. I will say that you, you might, might have, have to, to with DA yeah. because other teams might want to offer him more. Yeah, I agree. Look, look, Mikhail's tough because if the offense was always consistent, if he was averaging, you know, if he was, if he was consistently getting you 16, 18 points a game, if there weren't nights where he completely just disappeared offensively, I'd probably just, I'd probably say back up the Brinks truck, uh, Robert server, call his old bank and, uh, and get as much money as possible to offer, uh, offer to him, you know, but that's not uh that's just not the case he hasn't been consistent offensively i think what you the best you can hope for is this offseason one of them takes less than the max just going i want to get the bag i want to get my first big contract and i can worry about the max in that second deal because they're both they're both young enough where a second deal will uh, will will be in the cards to potentially get that max max is about 32 a year Right yeah. Now. So like look, I, I think I, I think you gotta try to get one at least in this year under the max. Either one, whichever guy goes, you know, I'll just take the I'll take the big payday right now. I'm okay with twenty-four million a year. It'll change my life and my family's life, and I'll get the max next. And you know what? I actually think DeAndre may be more likely to do that than uh than uh, than Mikhail might be. Mikhail might bet on himself and go, look, I want to wait until that restricted free agency and we'll see, but I could see DA going, you know what? I, you know, I, I joked that it was about getting to that second contract. I'll take that 24 mil. I'm going to, I believe in what we're doing here. I feel good. And he doesn't strike me as the guy that feels like he has to have the max, right? He does not strike me as the old Sean Marion type where he's going to feel slighted. If he doesn't have the max, he feels like a guy that's going to go, Holy crap, I'm making 25 million a year. That's amazing, you know, kind of guy. Now, I don't know what his agent's mindset is. Obviously, they want to squeeze every damn penny out of whoever they're they're going after, and rightfully so. They're paid on a percentage, but but DA strikes me as a guy who may not be may not be fighting for that max. But you know what? Uh, like was said in the chat, not our problem. That's James Jones' problem, and it's not a problem that we're going to have to worry about for another couple of months, hopefully, because uh, where usually we're talking draft and, and what free agency will hold <laughs> playoffs to talk about now. So God, we will leave so that God, for, so for another talk about the draft. You want to talk about the draft? No, well, I'm what? so happy we don't have to. Thank well, God. We can we because you know what we've got we've got a big board. No, believe me, we're not talking draft picks. That's the whole, that's the whole point of this stupid big board segment. It, it's we're having some fun and we're going to talk about the guys that make you just feel that much better about the Suns being the number one seed in the NBA after the last 10 years. Yeah, that's right. Do guys we have a particular that, order for this or yeah, no? just throw them up They're They're all miserable. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's start with this guy. Cause uh, he's a former K-State alum, Mr. Yeah, Michael Bisbee. Yeah, just looking at that shot, it all makes you just sick. It makes me sick that they ever let that group wear these amazing jerseys, too. Uh, but, yeah, Michael Beasley, uh, when you think about him, I mean, they tried to tout him as 
as a superstar, former number two pick. Oh, he's got it together. He's going to be able to figure it out. I, you know, I did an interview with him. I remember him talking about how he had just watched KD make the finals, and that just that motivated him to be the next guy to do it. He was going to do it because KD was his buddy. Yeah, we know how that turned out. So hey, no, but if, but he he did have a tremendous amount of talent. That's the frustrating part about all this. Yeah, and he just uh, had no work ethic. And he was more worried about his investments, which were bags of watches, or uh, you know or what is now weird. legal in the state of Arizona. <laughs> those were, uh, those, his, let's just say, it, his talent went up in smoke. That's what. Uh, oh, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> not allegedly. Uh, next on the list, it's let's been highly it. documented. <laughs> the next guy. Oh, the, this is a twofer, right? This is a twofer. Karan Butler, the greatest son to ever only appear in a fashion show, right? I remember when they acquired him and they're like, this is the veteran leader we're going to have in the press conference. And then he, they let him go right after. I believe he went to the to the Clippers right after. And then you've got Eric. And look, I love Eric. We've had Eric on the show. Eric was a guy that was very nice to me. But whether you believe it, uh, that he was talking about, he didn't want to be in a salon with his wife or whether he wanted out. Uh, I don't want to be here. We'll always be synonymous with a decade of just really crappy basketball and the three-headed point guard group that wound up blowing up what seemed like a, a team that had potential. I'm offended by this next one because I felt like he had a couple good years with the Suns, but oh, I'm going to really? throw it up here anyway. Really? Hakeem War? You felt like Hakeem Warwick had a couple. This was the... We're not going to pay Amari Stoudemire. This guy can do what he did anyways. You know, the, the most oh. memorable thing about Hakeem Warwick to me is there was my first year with the team. There was a, a, a skeleton uh, that Aaron Nelson, the head athletic trainer, had uh, so he could refer to bones or whatever, right? Uh, and they put a, a Hakeem Warwick uniform on him because that was how damn skinny Hakeem Warwick was. And the joke was Hakeem and the skeleton's nickname were Bones. And we couldn't tell the difference when we walked back there. So, like, uh, that's 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 what I remember about Hakeem Warwick. That's, that was synonymous with the turn from Western Conference contender and, and championship game to, oh, I guess we're on the downslide now. So that uh, Hakeem Warwick will always be there for me i mean eh, okay. eh, eh, eh. let's go to uh let's go to the next one yeah yep yeah take your pick Oof. in this oh photo any God. of these guys oh. can qualify look at <laughs> any of these guys but Marquise in the center of that like, marquis chris looks like he just showed up to prom without a date and he was high like <laughs> what the hell is going on in that dude's head right now how is he even still in the league he might be he he's he's the Jamarco he's the Jamar oh damn I can't even say it what uh, Jamarcus Russell yes Jamarcus Russell yeah Jamarcus hey, Russell of the Suns franchise you, you know what I didn't notice in this photo until right now he's doing the Al Bundy he has yeah. his hand in the waistband of his that's face. the first thing I noticed I didn't even notice that last night when putting this together but uh, Earl Watson in the dead center in this photo was who I was talking about a, a guy much like Lindsey Hunter another name that makes you cringe when you think about it. Uh, didn't wasn't qualified to take it, but uh, still took the the coaching uh, reins. And uh, Marquise, Marquise Chris looks like that kid in class, or that uh, that the teachers starting to go around the room and call on kids to answer certain questions, and you know it's coming to him, and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I got to play basketball again. I guess so. I our, last night. Our final on the big board that'll make you feel 
really great when you consider where we've been. Oh. All the freaking point guards the Suns had that had no re- deal or reason being in the NBA. Look at all of them up there. I, I bet you can't even name half of them. You got oh. Tyler Eulis, Isaiah Cannon, Josh Gray, uh, Jawan Evans. Uh, I'm actually forgetting one of these guys. And you may not have noticed, but I did. Jack Harrison. Uh, Shaq Harrison, thank you. That's who I was forgetting. And you may have not even noticed that I snuck in a picture of uh, Jim Carrey's character from the cable guy in there because that's how nameless all these oh, point guards man. were in uh, <laughs> in this run. So you know, I when I first got to Bally Sports Arizona um, and I was doing social media, I was used to just kind of like saying whatever I want. I forgot you had to represent the brand. Right. And I forget we have, we have team partnerships with the Suns and stuff. Right. And, uh, I remember seeing Dragon Bender in the preseason against the Kings come out and shoot three air balls in a row and then turn the ball over three times in a row, like six consecutive times down the court, he either <laughs> missed a shot without hitting the rim or, or, um, or turned it over. And I, I tweeted Dragon Bender with the worst four minutes in Suns history right now. And I got scolded for that. <laughs> Deservedly so, because I'm not supposed to embarrass the partner, right? I, I'm but, amazed oh my, you're still employed. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that was horrendous. And that was the first season I was here. They were they won 17 games. That team was so bad. Yes. They were so bad. I, I just – I'm so excited that they're they're finally winning and they look like a franchise again. It's – it's pretty nice. Look, as, I, as, as Kevin Malone would say, it just feels good to win one. Okay. Look, everybody, I get their names that were not included in that list because usually the, the, the skit is, is five things, right? Five people. I could have filled every one of those slides or with, with like 16 I mean, people. Y- you did leave off Ryan McDonough. Look, the dude drafted DA Ooh. Devin Booker. Uh, and Mikhail Bridges. All right. Yeah. He, there were a bunch of decisions that sucked in there, but he also, he also did... drafted Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender, didn't he? Okay. Yeah. But he has three of the, the main starters on this roster. So he, we, this is an argument we've had a million times. You want to, you want to see my case on it, go back and watch our trial of Ryan McDonough from last summer. And you can see where I stand on it. Was it perfect? Files. No, no, it was bad in many ways, but but I can't, you know, I can't put it there. Look, uh, Josh Childress should be on that list. We've Alex gone Lynn. from Ke- we've gone from Kendall Marshall to Kendall Jenner. I think that's a big upgrade. Yeah, uh, Mikhail know, was think- James Jones' pick, by the way. Who? Well, no, Kendall he Jenner no, he was. No, no, no. Mikhail was not James Jones' pick. No, Mikhail was, was the same same was draft the as same DA. draft as DA. So yeah. Matt Wynn, come on now, get your facts straight. Yeah, so I. You can hate on uh, on McDonough. That's fine, but three of the main pieces came from him. Yeah, I'm not only, whatever, only, and only three. <laughs> only three. Yeah, but you know what? I, Mikhail, Da, Devin Booker, three of your starters for the best team in the West. You know, that's. Uh, I'm not going to rehash that argument, but look, you could pretty much pick anybody in the ten years since the last time they're almost 11 years since the last time they're in the playoffs, right? You could put them on that list. The point is we had a lot to enjoy because we've gone through a lot of hell in the last 10 years. So welcome to what is part of the other side of hard, hard starts again in the playoffs, but for the next couple of weeks, enjoy being on the other side 
uh, of the, hard right now. The, the Suns are like Andy Dufresne and Shawshank. They just crawled oh, yes. through 500 yards of crap and came out clean on the other side. Yes. And here we are. It, it actually was more like a, a 10 or 20,000 miles of, you know, it put me in for, uh, for swears for kids. 10 or 20,000 miles of shit and they came out clean on the other side. Let's just let's just do it right from uh that classic piece of of cinema. But yes, we are finally going to enjoy playoff basketball again. Let's get excited. Saul, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I really want to have a Ryan McDonough on this show at some point. <laughs> I just think that would be hilarious. I don't trust you and Dave. Yeah. That's probably a good call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know that that, that whole uh, "don't embarrass the guest" thing might be uh, one that uh, that that gets violated. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we we would probably be going back and forth for sure on that, but uh, but it would be it would be entertaining. It would be entertaining, that's for sure. But hey, the Suns are in first place. That's what's the more. That's that's the most important part of today. Um, they're in first place. Hopefully, they can hold on to it. Uh, the playoffs are just around the corner. It's going to be fun, and uh, yeah, buckle up, man. This is going to be a fun two weeks. This this is what sports is about. A team that totally is defying expectations that could do something special for a fan base that has been dying for it uh, for 10 years, but let's be honest, has been dying for it for 53. They, this group deserves deserves a championship and uh, you know that's uh, you can do that when I'm out sick or for my mother's 80th birthday, which will be like in 20 years. So good why, luck. Are you guys that. besties? Is that why? Is that why you're opposed to this? We're not besties. besties? I just respect the guy having worked right. with him. I respect it. him too. I I respect anybody that's. I actually spoke to McDonough when he got after he got fired. Uh, we were at the waste management open, and I talked to him for like 10 minutes. Like I like the guy. I'm not saying that like we just want to bag on him, but I will say. That we should have a conversation. <laughs> Look, um, I'll admit he had he had plenty of bad moves. He'd admit that. Like it's just it's a lot tougher to directly hate on a human being when you've worked with them and you know them. I think that's the difference between being, <clears throat> excuse me, just being oh, a fan and having. On. You getting all choked up there? No, I've been sick for the last three days, so it's finally catching up to me an hour into this. That's my quarterback. That's my friend. That's my quarterback. No, but I'm saying, look, I it's a lot tougher to hate. I've even found this with players. It's a lot tougher to hate when you work with them because you get to know people as as people, right? Not just as uh, pieces within something that you're you're watching for enjoyment that's that's just the weird part of it so sure, sure. just like eric bledsoe i have i have an immense amount of respect for eric bledsoe where a lot of people have have hate for him because you get to know the person you get to know the family those kind of things that's that's it and it sure, is biased sure. in some but, ways but, but you know what like i mean how many times have we seen um, you know, these, these behind the scenes docs or, you know, players, you know, a decade later talking about a situation and you know, Joe Johnson talking about how he screwed up by leaving the Suns. You know what I mean? Like, I think after a little bit of time, you can bring these guys back on and talk to them and, and they'll recalibrate and be like, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of an asshole at that point. Or, or I thought I knew everything. And I didn't trust this, this, and this, and I made a bad decision. Like, I don't think, you know, having those conversations necessarily mean that uh, we think they're giant pieces of crap. I just think that, you know, it's, it's good to get their, their perspective on it. And, and I can compartmentalize those kind of things. Like Espo, <laughs> if we ever break up, like I'm definitely going to be like, yeah, 
you know, I'll talk shit about Espo, but I still love the guy. <laughs> oh, I talk shit about you now when I love See, you. See, I so, know. Like, That's what I'm look, saying. It all look, goes around. Look, that period of time was a disaster from the personal uh, space, right? That's that the, per, the the people aspect was a disaster. It was never really thought of. It was never the chemistry was never put first and foremost. It was it was numbers. It was it was a roster. It was those kind of things. That I I've always said that. So we can rehash that another time. We're gonna have a, a long off season. Let's celebrate where we are. Let's celebrate the guys that are here and look at where, where we're going and where we can, uh, where we might be able to end up in this as a fan base. I'm excited to go through this with each and every one of you. I think we're going to do post game shows after each of the playoff games. Yep. Now that a lot of us got that sweet, sweet vaccine, uh, let's uh, maybe even yeah, we, we got shots. some other we got some other things in the works. Yeah, we, yeah. we might even do some some uh, some post games uh, on location at some yeah. places because now we're all clear. So yeah. uh, if you're not vaccinated, get a mask and come out. And if yeah. you are, then cool. Hang out outside yeah. and um, probably a place with uh, some adult beverages, I would assume. But, you know, oh, hopefully we won't need them like uh past playoff seasons as much uh, but more in a celebratory sense but yeah let's let's have some fun with this this ride is about to kick it up a notch and i think we can work together uh to to make it even better we're gonna have some special things coming up for you the flaming ballers so uh for the the silver fox who uh, is not here but uh, is is gone for for a good reason his mother his mother's 80th happy birthday uh, to Dave's mom uh, and for Carmel Thunder from Down Under. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because the Saul uh, appreciates McDonough. The Bookman is just not having it at all. They have to be separated because of that. And then you can follow me at Espo on Twitter, the show at Sun Solar Panel. You can email us at mailbag at solarpanelpod.com. You can sign up for our newsletter at newsletter.solarpanelpod.com. We have plenty of exciting things coming up and we can't wait to see you uh, along with us for the journey. So for Saul, I'm Greg, and we'll talk to you next time here on the solar panel. You want to say ahoy, hoy real quick before I cut to this thing? Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Does it count? It does! Take it down!